Let us pray. Guide us, Lord, as we travel through these next 40 days of Lent. We acknowledge our brokenness and sin, and we pray that you will forgive us and restore us into your image. May all of our actions, prayers, silence, and thoughts call us into a deeper relationship with you. May my thoughts be yours. May your words become mine. I pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. On this day, we begin a new season in the church year, the season of Lent. This is a season of reflection and renewed faith as we focus on the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And the fruit of this season of transformation is then we reach out to others as followers of Jesus. Ash Wednesday is a somber beginning. We are reminded of our mortality with the imposition of ashes on our foreheads. The ashes marked in the sign of the cross. These ashes are from the palms from last year's Palm Sunday. First, the theme of celebration on Palm Sunday as Jesus enters into Jerusalem, then the mood shifting in our Palm Sunday service as we look to Good Friday and the cross. The priest making the sign of the cross on our foreheads will say these words, remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. These are very sobering words. Whenever I hear them, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. They remind us that life is short, and it passes quickly. I think we've become all too aware of the frailty of human life over these last two years. It has been a sobering two years for us. For me, Lent is a pilgrimage beginning today, and it is an invitation to meet God in a new way. It's an opportunity to shed old things and make room for new things. So I'll start with the question, how will you make your pilgrimage this year? Tonight, as I speak with you in this homily, I want to do three things. I want to talk a little bit about the season of Lent and how it evolved over the centuries in the life of the church. Secondly, I want to share with you some possibilities about ways that you might frame your own Lent this year. And finally, I want to share with you an invitation to pray during Lent and some of the things that we will be doing here. So first of all, the season of Lent. In a moment, you will hear a bidding prayer for Ash Wednesday. The invitation to this season of penitence and fasting. 
And the characteristics of this are self-examination, rep repentance, prayer, reading, and reflecting on God's holy word. Why is Lent 40 days? Well, first of all, there is nothing in scripture about Lent. This is something that evolved over the uh, centuries in the church. But Lent, um, as a 40-day invitation, um, reminds us that 40 is really a very biblical number. There are many times that 40 is used. Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days. The children of Israel wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. Moses was on the mountain for 40 days and more. One of the earliest pre-Easter traditions was fasting for 40 hours between Good Friday and Easter morning. Early Christians understood that Jesus was in the tomb for 40 hours. So a period of fasting and remembering the sacrifice he made for us became part of the observance. Over time, the fasting was extended from 40 hours to all of Holy Week. And as time progressed, the practice of observing a period well beyond Easter week was developed and about the year 400, the church decided on the season of Lent for 40 days. Now, one of the things about how the 40 days is calculated is interesting for some of us. I didn't really understand this until well past my seminary years. So the 40 days is the 40 days of Lent except for Sundays. So Sundays are considered a feast day. And on Sundays, we can break our fast. We had company this past weekend, um, and we were talking about this various thing, about Lent and about what we were going to give up and about how we will spend our Lent. And our son, who's in his 30s, didn't believe us. He said, no, it's all of Lent. You can't cheat on Sundays. And we said, yes, you can. We can break the fast. In fact, on the fourth Sunday of Lent, that is uh, Laetare Sunday. This is an especially joyful uh, breaking of our fast. And we hope to have something special on that particular Sunday. So tonight we begin our Easter, our, 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 our preparation for our time of rejoicing at Easter. And our Lent will be 40 days. And yes, it will include the six Sundays, total of 46, but 40 is a time that we set aside. So how do we look at Lent? In the Old Testament, Abram heard the call of God to move to a new land. And we can only wonder at the strength of that call. 
whether we decide to do or whatever we decide to do or not to do, Lent is viewed as a, as a movement, as a progression of going from one place to another. So what would it take us to move to a new land? Perhaps this land might be a new perspective or the realization of new dreams or healing in some way or, or times that corporately we might move to a new arena. For some of us, Lent is a time of personal reflection about one's own individual spiritual life. And I'll tell you that um, for me in Lent, I have learned to approach Lent with special intentions. I serve on something called the chapter at Christchurch Cathedral, our diocesan cathedral. And last month, a speaker came to talk with us about his work in community advocacy, community organization. And Pat has been doing this work for decades. His role as a community organizer is to network churches, faith communities, um, nonprofits, uh, and state organizations to address things like gun violence and societal issues, poverty, food insecurity, uh, affordable housing, many of the issues that plague us today. He is a man in his 60s, and he said that over the last year, he has begun meeting with people individually, spending time with them and asking them two questions. And is, what are you living for? And the second question is, what is in your way? So those are wonderful questions to ask. I wrote them down because for some people, they might frame a personal Lenten discipline. Ash Wednesday, for me, it has been the beginning of some significant uh, pilgrimages in my life. Let me share with you a couple of ways that I personally uh, traveled with the Lord through Lent. A few years ago, there was a particular relationship in my life uh, which was troublesome to me. And I really wanted to see healing in that relationship. It was a person that I dearly loved and someone that I was just trying to, in my own heart, work that relationship out with. And I determined that every day in Lent that I would take five minutes and I would pray for that person, blessing, healing for myself, and then I would go to other Lenten disciplines that I had. So throughout Lent, every day throughout Lent, I prayed for this person. Only five minutes. I didn't want to dwell and ruminate. And I'm going to share with you the following year, that relationship was completely transformed. Uh, that was six years ago, was completely changed. Another year for Lent, as I was, um, I was in a time of discernment in my life, I was getting ready to leave a congregation that I loved and had served for 30 years. And I was praying for God to direct me into the next season of my life. 
it was both a joyful time because I had completed um, uh, a ministry and it was a, a time of some anxiety because I wondered what was next. So I took the Lent before that final year and I prayed every day for five minutes that God would meet me. And I heard the words, just keep doing what you're doing and I will. And I, every day for five days, I prayed for discernment and wisdom. And as I look back over the year following Lent, it was one of the most significant year of changes in my life. I completed uh, ministry in, at Grace Church and a few weeks later began worshiping with you at St. John's. And from the time I came on January 14th, I just felt like I was in a church here with you that I just wanted to stay. I didn't know what it was gonna look like, but God met me here. Other things happened. We moved from a house that we had lived in for 27 years to another house. And in the middle of it all, uh, we found a puppy. Uh, our Greta girl came into our life, a bundle of furry uh, joy and some challenge. That in my view was the fruit of a Lent of intentional prayer for discernment. I hope some of you find that meaningful because many of you are at a place in your life when you're praying for, to God for what's next. Perhaps you're a student or, you know, the prayers for discernment, they don't end no matter how old we are. So I share that with you. This Lent, once again, there is a much loved person on my heart that I'm praying for, and I'm praying every day for this person, and then releasing, praying and releasing, praying and releasing, and trusting that the fruit of this Lent in my personal life will surprise us in a good way. So sometimes people view Lent as giving something up, um, sweets or other things. I don't know how many of you remember our Lent uh, last year, our Ash Wednesday service. We were completely virtual. I remember Chuck was preaching. We were um, at the island in our family room, and Chuck, in his sermon, uh, gave us this long list of all the things that he was going to do. First of all, I really admired him for, you know, being willing to do all of the things that he was doing, pray, do the office, um, all of the things that give up this, give up that, give up this. And at the end of it, I was like, wow, he is gonna either be really tired or very holy at the end of Lent. And in the chat, David Mahan <laughs> typed in, he said, Chuck is doing so much for Lent. I think he's gonna do this on behalf of all of us. <laughs> so sometimes we do uh, give things up for Lent and sometimes we take things on. Uh, Madeline Lengel, some of you know her, a Christian author, uh, wrote children's books. Uh, and she said once about Lent in one of her writings that it was a very bleak season. And she also had a long list of things that she gave up during Lent until one year she said, you know, if I'm giving up these things for Lent, 
I'm giving them up because they're not really very good for me. Maybe I should be giving them up all year long and focus on something else. And so in her uh, Lenten discipline, it changed from what she should give up to what she should take on possibilities, new possibilities, rather than old habits. So I just share that with you by way of invitation. Secondly, Lent as a time of corporate prayer. So I've been talking about individual prayer, corporate prayer. That means how we pray as families or how we pray as a parish community, because our journey in Lent is not just an individual personal journey. We're all part of families and we're part of a worshiping congregation. And we're praying that God is going to meet us here in a special way. We lament our sins, both individual and corporate, and we pray to live in new ways corporately. One of our parishioners has come forward to help us pray, not only for ourselves, but for the world, lamenting national and global sins. And I'll have a little bit more to say about that. One of the things that we're doing about at St. John's is uh, there are a number of us that have very, been very concerned about the rise of mental health issues in our country. Um, and, and so we're going to have an evening in which we look at a Christian perspective on mental health, Friday evening, March 18th. There are other things on our hearts uh, corporately this year, especially this week, the war in Ukraine. It weighs heavy on us. And it causes us to, to want to go deeply into intercession for our broken world. I said that one of our parishioners came forward and in a way that is so much like St. John's on Sunday afternoon, she came to me and said, I have a, a wonderful idea for Lent. And I've learned at St. John's, do not quench the spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit is moving and just always listen. And uh, after the service today, Alicia Pittard is going to share with you uh, some, uh, uh, some, of what, some of her invitation to us as a corporate body during Lent. Um, she has been working very hard to rearrange uh, Grace Chapel so that it is really a, a center of prayer. And she'll have more to say about this. For Holy Week, uh, we, we hope to have a prayer vigil, and all we need is somebody that's got great organizational uh, skills and computer skills to work out the detail and the time slots. So if you feel a nudge to help us uh, speak with me or Michelle Sig or, or Chuck and, uh, or Paul when he returns, and we will make our pilgrimage a step at a time as followers of Jesus, shedding those old things that hold us back, making room for new things, and then sending us out to do the work that he has given us to do. So tonight we begin our pilgrimage individually and corporately. We're going to draw close to God and one another over these next week and pray that we will be transformed and shaped as followers of Jesus, and then sent out 
on the mission field, whether it's our families, whether it's our communities, whether it's international, and be followers of Jesus, bringing his light and his joy. Amen.